I will speak to you in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be seated. Being a Christian today is tough. I know when I say that, most of you will probably shake your heads and wonder what I'm talking about, because even in the changes our country has gone through over the last two centuries, Christianity in one form or another is still the most prevalent religion in the United States. And today, even for those people in our country who no longer attend church or claim to be Christians, there's still a very good chance they at least were raised with Christian families. So what can possibly be so tough about it? When I first arrived here at All Saints seven years ago, the parish secretary we had at the time was a young woman who, when I met her and got to know her, eventually told me that even though she was working for a church, she did not at that time identify herself as being a Christian. Really, I imagined that if she was being totally honest with me, and if I'd met her out on the street and she didn't realize I was going to be her boss and a priest, she would have probably admitted that if anything, she was an atheist. But as we talked more and more and got to know each other better, I soon discovered what I had expected all along. She'd not always been an atheist or an agnostic. In fact, she'd been raised in a Christian family and grown up attending a church. And it had been the church of her youth that had come to define what Christianity was for her. And that definition was ultimately the reason she said she gave up Christian faith altogether. In our short time being in the office together, I worked very hard, subtly but consistently, to rework and expand that definition and understanding of Christianity and to hopefully plant a little seed that might one day help her reconnect with the church and with the faith that she'd left behind. I still pray for her every day, and I still hope that one day I'll meet her again and find out that my covert evangelism finally paid off. Of course, she was just like so many others who are known today as the nuns of this country. Not nuns wearing habits and living in convents and spelling the word N-U-N-S, but the nuns who are most likely between the ages of 18 and 39 and who more and more when asked what religious affiliation they might identify themselves as are checking the box nun, N-O-N-E. In this country right now, that is the fastest growing group in the studies of religious affiliation in the United States. And just like our former young gifted parish secretary, the majority of those nuns most certainly have a past experience with Christianity, which eventually played a role in why they have come to disaffiliate with religion altogether and to view church as distasteful, phony, or dare I even say it, terribly hypocritical. Many probably will still say, if you ask them, that Jesus was a good guy. But the church and its members is what's turning them off because the church and its members to these younger Americans just doesn't seem to fit what that founder, Jesus Christ, is calling people to do from their perspective. 
And as much as I hate to say it, and as I suspect most of you probably know, they're probably right about that a lot of the time. But I also strongly believe, as I said at the beginning, the one thing they miss and the one thing I think no one really seems to understand anymore in our current age and culture is that being religious and especially being a Christian is tough. True Christian faith, even in this very Christian identifying country, is hard work. And because we are living in a smartphone, internet-based, technologically advanced world, which makes so many things in our life much easier, it's no wonder that something that is so difficult appears to be failing. It's no wonder that the younger generations would rather do something more materially and physically fulfilling, like running live streaming in a church. It's no wonder that we older generations raised in the church all our lives are finding it harder and harder every day to live out our faith on the level that even gets close to approaching Jesus and his apostles. True Christian faith just asks so much of us and requires us to keep at it over and over consistently. And when we mess up, we must ask for forgiveness and start it all over again. And I think you will agree that has become more and more of an out of step process in the present Western worldview and culture. As a priest today, I can tell you that I see that struggle everywhere I go. And I especially see that struggle here within the church. The God we proclaim as Christians, we have always felt is best described in words by what you find in the New Testament in the first epistle of John, chapter 4, verses 7 through 8. St. John writes there, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. That's pretty straight, pretty clear, I think. It is the Apostle John's summation of the best way possible to give us an understanding of God through Jesus Christ and how we, the followers of God, must reveal ourselves as believers and disciples of God in Jesus Christ. It basically tells us the world will know that we are Christians through our love for one another and for the world. Because God is love, And God loves us. Yet all one has to do today is get on what I like to call Satan's favorite playground, social media. And you can find there far more indicators of anger and disgust amongst professed Christians with their fellow human beings. Yes, there are definitely signs and posts that show people wanting to love and reach out to those they see that are mistreated and attacked. But even the most best intention declaration usually ends up including the shaming or the blaming of others. Those others who, thanks to Facebook, Twitter, and what other other form of social media you use, you never even have to look at or hear speaking back to you when you post your disgust and your anger and your accusations. So much 
for loving one another. And all of the teachings offered, of all the teachings offered in the gospel, most famous and well-known, I sure you would agree with me, are the sayings of Jesus we find in the gospel of Matthew in that wonderful Sermon on the Mount. Jesus himself declares in the Beatitudes of chapter 5 and in this particular verse 9 that blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Yet when we see the political division going on right now in this quote-unquote Christian nation, the hateful speech and the violence, surely no one out there really believes anymore that we're truly taking those words of Jesus seriously. Now, before I get accused of ruining your Father's Day by pointing fingers at anyone being too preachy or being overly judgmental, let me tell you why I believe Christian love and peace are finding such a hard time holding sway on anyone right now. It's because it is so hard for human beings to love one another as God commands or to be peacemakers as Jesus requires for us to be God's children when the world and our nation seem so off balance and so in a state of continuing dissolution. Why so many, with so many bad things happening, how can anyone not want to get out and take the streets or get angry at one side or the other of the political divide or just blame someone else for all the struggles or the traumas we face? I certainly understand that. And when you throw in a frightening virus with no vaccine and the arrival of another hurricane season for us Floridians, it's a miracle we're not all going absolutely mad. But maybe, just maybe, the one thing that could change this world is becoming the one thing that even we professed Christians in the church are paying less and less attention to because it is demanding so much of us right here and right now. For really, it requires nothing less than forcing a part of ourselves to die letting our egos and our own wants and needs be drowned out by those waters of baptism and nailed to the cross with Jesus. We seem to forget so easily why we are called to live this life and to make this very hard leap of faith in the modern world. We do it so we ourselves and so our brothers and sisters can truly be free. So our true selves might have a chance to be resurrected as the child of God we were made to be in the first place. Changed forever from the inside outward into someone who even in the face of division and anger and fear and uncertainty finds a way to put love of another first because we know God loved us so much. And to make peace over making accusations and ascribing blame because peacemakers are what Jesus proclaims true children of God will become. The Apostle Paul in his most important letter in the New Testament, I believe at least, his letter to the Romans spells it out this way for us this morning. How can we who have died to sin go on living in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? 
Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Sounds easy when you read it, but what Paul is laying out is tough. Our sinful selves have to die with Jesus in order for our new true selves to be raised and live as Jesus. But the promise it brings, brothers and sisters, is what makes it so essential because it's nothing less than a life and a world transformed. And this morning, we're hearing again some of the toughest words to ever come out of Jesus' mouth in the gospel. Certainly, whoever decided these were the readings had no idea today was Father's Day. For Jesus says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Jesus is telling us all that to be true Christians is going to be one of the hardest, most challenging commitments we can ever make. Because if we are disciples, then nothing, not even our most precious loved ones, can be put before Jesus. For if Jesus says we cannot put our family members in front of our faith in him, then I don't have to tell you that there's certainly no way we can put political ideas ahead of Jesus. We can't put race, culture, or identity above our love for the other. And we cannot put country or nation above the requirements to become children of God by being peacemakers for the world. That is the cross Jesus is setting before you and me every single day of our lives. And if we are truly going to be Christians, we have to take up that cross and truly follow Jesus, no matter how difficult it becomes in this trying world. Because here's what we cannot lose sight of in our Christian faith. Consider for just one moment, before I stop, just one moment what our world, what our country, what our city would be like if everyone who identified themselves as Christians did that and put Jesus ahead of everything else. Would we still be a country plagued with division and racism? Would we still be a world fighting constantly for power and authority? Would we still be a community with violence and hunger and injustice? Maybe, but not for long. Because the kingdom of God that was revealed through Jesus would finally begin to get footing and it would explode all around us. Humanity would finally be reconciled with God and the world finally restored to what it was always intended to be in the beginning when God made the heavens and the earth and made all of humanity in his own image and said it was good. Brothers and sisters, being a Christian is tough. 
But I believe with all my heart still that it's the only answer we have. And as hard as it is, it's worth it. It's worth it. Amen.